Yo, what's going on guys? I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of heads up here in the audio only version. There were some major technical difficulties. It's been a while since we've had one of these because of Thanksgiving and CIM and TRE. We kind of got it sorted. There's some more technical difficulties kind of partway through, but we get them resolved. So thanks for your patience and good to see you guys again. Enjoy this episode. All right, let's start over. Yo, what's going on, everybody? It is, uh, I don't know, super late. It's 1.10 at this point, uh, but it's time for another live stream. Uh, whew, today is Monday, December 4th, 2023. It's the Mondayest of all Mondays. It's the King Monday, I guess, because it's been two weeks since I've seen you guys. Two weeks ago, we had Thanksgiving, and I was gone pretty much all week. And then last week, I was in Austin for TRE, and then Sacramento for CIM. So we had no live streams. So for everyone that's listening in the audio-only version in the podcast, this is the first time you've heard from me in a long time. And so um, hopefully this is a uh, pleasant way to start the day and get back into the swing of things in December. And for everyone else watching later but not live, uh, welcome to the number one uh, running live stream that has uh, seemingly insurmountable audio issues, even though we're like three years into this show. Thank you for your patience, guys. All right, guys. Whew. All right, we're here. Um, I was already running late because... Um, trying to get that TRE video edited that let me have a late start from my run uh, and then I got back and I was just so cold not that it's super cold but I was just chilly and tired still so I wanted to hop in the shower and I thought I'd have enough time and I wasn't quite right so and then every time you rush technology knows and so then it's a cascade of things and so everything else that is normally just sit down and turn it on decided not to work today so that's where we're at um, how have you guys been how have you guys been? Um, oh, I've been all over the place. I've seen some of you guys. Uh, I saw some of you guys in Austin. I saw some of you guys in Sacramento. I saw a lot of you guys in Sacramento, and that was super fun for me. Um, hopefully it was fun for you, and hope you guys had a good day racing out there. I see a lot of you guys race as well, uh, and, that was, and that was super fun. Um, Sleeve Singer says, I celebrated a birthday. Well, happy birthday to you. And um, yeah. And um, so that's good. Someone else says um, they were asking for a late bell. And Steve, I can't do a bell because of all the technical issues. I lost my soundboard. That was what's giving all the buzzing. But Steve says, yo, what's going on? Can I get a late bell ring for a 5K PR at the turkey trot of 25.54? Steve, that's blazing fast. And says he's a PR in every race distance this year and not bad for a 48-year-old Clydesdale. Well, what a great job. Awesome. I wish I had a bell for you. I'm just, I'm just going to start bringing a real bell down here. Um, all right. And uh, CS says, last week I ran my second ever marathon and I improved my PR by 12 minutes and a finish time of 3.38. Congratulations, Sarah. Awesome. Very, very cool. Very cool. Um, Stevie76 has questions about TRE. Seems like nothing was embargoed at TRE. Um, for me, pretty much everything was embargoed at Thierry. So when you guys will see it when I put together um, my uh, video for for TRE in terms of what I can show you guys. Like, um, I think it, I think I talked about it a little bit uh, when I was on the live the TRE live stream with Tommy Runs and Gary. Um, and Gary is a runner of PR Project. Like they were like, "What's the most exciting thing you've seen?" I'm like, "The most exciting things I've seen, I can't tell you about." So like pretty much um, nothing that I saw at on, I don't think I could talk about. Nothing that I saw at Adidas, other than like that, I mean, you've seen the Supernova Rise. 
So there's pretty much nothing at Adidas that I could show. I mean, they had some, they, they had some interesting Terex stuff. Um, and I actually don't know if that stuff's on embargo or not. No one told me it was. Um, but yeah, so like for just, I went back to like a secret room. Secret room makes it sound fancy. Basically, it was like a little, it was like a large dressing room that had some couches in it. Um, and they showed me a lot of stuff that's coming up, which is very, very exciting. exciting. Uh, but yeah, pretty much most of the stuff that I saw is under embargo. So I can't, I can't, I can't tell you about it much of it and so like i kind of i kind of had a feeling that that would happen in and so my my content plan was never to document document all the shoes I actually have very little footage of little footage of shoes. you guys have probably seen everything that i think that i can already if you're on instagram um from what other people have other people have posted so i'm not i don't know tre for for me is less and less about the shoes and networking and seeing people seeing people that i work with you know like in emails and stuff like like that putting faces to emails and catching up with people that i haven't i haven't talked to maybe in or even a year so that's kind of where, where i'm at with a lot of terry stuff but but i also did to uh, um speak at and you guys will see you guys will see that in um in the video once it comes out it comes out but Tons and I did a talk and, and we've been the chief marketing officer from Gazelle. So it was, it was fun. All right. Now we have some, we have some more audio problems and this is not, is not my fault, my fault. Cause I, I have no idea what's going on. Um, yeah. Calvin says is the embargo gremlins coming in and Cobalt says like the, um, sound like, um, sound like record. <sighs> All right. I don't, I don't, I don't know how to fix that problem. I mean, I guess I could just go, I could just go to their micro, like no microphone at all, one at all. I think that's our only option. Um, if we, if we want to do that, let's, let's, I mean, all right, we'll put away all the, all the microphone. We'll just go on the MacBook's microphone. All right. I don't, I don't know if this is going to help things at all, but we're now on, um, audio option number three. So, um, I have no idea what's going on today. Steve says the AI, the co AI is skipping. This really, this isn't really him. We were fooled. Uh, yeah. All right. Richard Wilson says it's better. Steve says it's better. Okay. It's fine. That's what everyone's saying. So I, I really don't know what's going on today. I'm probably not even going to put this episode on for a podcast just cause it's been so wild. So I'm sorry about that guys. Huh. Thank goodness for you guys and your patience. Thanks for sticking around. Um, okay. Yeah, everyone's saying that it's working. Will says it was picking up other audio. There's only one mic though. I don't know what other audio it could pick up. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. Just unplugging everything from the computer at this point. Ah. <sighs> Steve Blackadar says, just try talking about a, an embargo shoe and see if the audio fixes itself. It's worth a shot. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but I did see a lot of good stuff. Um, Brooke, the Brooks booth um, was particularly interesting. They didn't have anything under embargo, which was nice. That was very convenient. Um, and so it was nice to talk about some of that stuff. And some of the di designs that are coming out are interesting. Um, but, uh, you know, I'll have to wait till I get the shoes on feet. So to see what I think about it. But I always tell people that, you know, TRE, it's like the end of preseason football or preseason baseball. Everyone's excited. 
everyone looks good. Everyone has a shot at winning the championship kind of thing. Um, and in TRE, all the shoes look great. No one's really running them yet. So no one knows what's really good or not. Um, and it looks like everyone's going to have a good year. So I'm pretty excited about it. Um, all right. Hmm. Adam says, my hair is wet because I just came from swimming. Why is yours wet? Mine is wet because I just got out of the shower. So that's why mine is wet. Um, all right. And Sleeve Singer says, you know what? This is what happens. You know, all the audio and technical issues you have today. This is what happens when you leave us for so long. It is. It is. It's very strange that, like, the equipment that normally just works every day, I come down here and just, like, click everything on and it goes. It's just when you, I don't know, when you leave everything unplugged for a little bit, it kind of messes things up. So... Steve Zervesco says, a lot of those new New Balance shoes with the cut midsoles look like they are ripping off Adidas. I mean, yeah, I think that like everything got very mathy, you know, um, Adidas did go there first. Uh, but I feel like the New Balance ones, I feel like they've taken it like to a very different degree. It's more so like the new, I would say like the new design language from Adidas reminds me a lot of like the new design language for Corvettes very angular and mathy right like it looks like a computer designed it like if you asked like ai to draw a pretty car the corvette is what it would give you um like uh futuristic in like a transformers kind of way you know but i think my my take on the new balance shoes and i didn't have an appointment at new new balance so i just kind of wandered around in there and filmed as everyone else was talking um they it, to me, it looks like it's low poly. So you remember like low poly art was still, was really popular for a minute. I still love low poly stuff. Um, so it looks like that. So both very like angular, but to me, they're very different design languages, you know? So that's kind of how I feel about it. Um, Matt Byer says, co-op brand, are you looking forward to testing the most in 2024? Um, I will say, um, a six is going to be high because they didn't, um, and I didn't, it's not because of anything I saw at TRE, but they didn't update their, some of their more important race shoes, um, in 2023. So I look forward to seeing the updates in 2024. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, same thing with Saucony, like the Endorphin line. We got the Elite last year, but then the Endorphin Pro and Speed did not get updates. Um, I did not have an appointment at Saucony either, so I didn't see any of their stuff. And I'm guessing it would have been under embargo anyway. So this year, my approach was very different for TRE, where other years, I was like, it's up to them to tell me what's under embargo. If they don't tell me it's under embargo, then it's not under embargo. That's how I feel about it. Um, this time before I even like sat down, I was like, tell me what's like, show me all the stuff that's under embargo separately from the stuff that's not like, I don't care how like the presentation was organized. Maybe it goes from daily trainer to, to speed, but I was just like, I need to have two different buckets because I'll turn the, put the camera in my bag and away for embargo stuff. And then I'll have the camera out for stuff that's not under embargo. Cause I just felt like that was the easier way to do things. Um, so, so, so I didn't have, but I, anyway, I didn't have an appointment at Saucony, so I didn't see any of their stuff. Um, sorry. Um, so those are two brands where I'm excited, but not because of anything I saw at TRE. Um, same, well, 
Let's see. I'd say those are the two that I'm very excited to test. New Balance is just called all the shoes look very different. And they have some new models too that are interesting. So like, again, like everyone looks interesting so far. At this point, everyone looks interesting. Um, I've already started testing some of the more interesting Puma shoes. So, and that's been really fun too. But I think that they're gonna have some interesting changes in their lineup too. I hope for the better, but you know, good stuff already. Mm, all right, Patrick Smith says, I know everyone's different, but would love to hear about your daily pre and post run routines. Any thoughts on doing a video like that? I've made a video like that before. Uh, I have a, like a leg mobility routine. I think that's what the video is called, uh, Patrick. Um, I still do that, but not every day anymore because I'm also in the gym now. So I feel like that kind of covers some of that stuff. But, um, you know, if I'm in an absolute, absolute time crunch and I'm being super lazy about it, I will at least do like a couple of very deep squats. I'll just like sit in like a deep squat position for a little while before the run just to get some range of motion kind of not activated. I don't even know, but just, it just feels good if I do that before I get started. And then post run, I really don't do much. Only I don't do anything post run that's habitual or like preemptive. I do stuff post run if it's indicated, like if, like right now, my left hamstring just feels a little bit tight all the time almost. And so I've been hitting it with a massage gun every once in a while whenever I feel like it's tight. So I'll do stuff like that, but nothing regular. So that's why I don't do a video like that right now because I don't really have routines. Liam Dory says, currently dealing with some recurring hip flexor issues. How do you stay so injury free? Um, I, I mean, for me, it's that pro, pro pre-run mobility routine that I did. I used to do that religiously before every run. Like, even if I was running late and I'm like, oh, I'm running late, I only have 45 minutes, I would still take the seven minutes to do the pre-run mobility routine. And be like, I only have 38 minutes and that's just how it goes. Uh, these days I've been a little bit lax with it, but I am in the gym more. And so I think part of what helps that is like, you know, you gotta not only cure the symptoms, but cure the cause, right? And so if you're, you gotta figure out what's giving you the hip flexor issues. Um, it's probably strength. So getting in the gym, I think might help, but also you could see a, a PT and see what they say. Um, that's good. A person that's going to give you the best advice on how to, you know, not just not have hip flexor issues, but to prevent them and give yourself strong hips, you know. Chris says, hey, Co, is a fast R2, Puma fast R2 any good? Had high ups for V1, but it's so hard to try and it seemed even the pros didn't love it. I think it's, I did not try version one either because it was hard to get. Um, remember Puma shoes for like the first couple of years were just hard to get, even like the daily trainers. Um, but uh, hopefully this one will be available. It's really good. It's really nice. Um, they're using a new different kind of foam uh, in it, both in the forefoot and in the heel, and it's a lot taller. And so I think a lot of the concerns from the first one um, have been addressed by just those two things. Um, and I've done now, I did a workout with them over the CIM weekend um, and they were really fun to work in, to run in. And I even, I, I was on like a gravel path too. And sometimes I was like, this is probably not a great place to take super shoes, um, but it still did really good. 
and I had a good time running in them and it's fast. It's a marathon shoe for me now. And it's kind of confusing too, because I was, and I was telling Todd Fokker over at Puma, I was like, this kind of throws a wrench in my understanding of the lineup because I always kind of thought that the fast R was your 5k racer shoe, maybe even road distance is shorter than 5k. And then the nitro elite two, um, was the marathoner shoe. But now it just seems like there's two kinds of marathoner shoes. And if I had to say that one is for longer distances and one for short, I would say the fast R2 is better for longer distances than the nitro elite two is. Now I haven't, I didn't see anything about a nitro elite three. So hopefully that one gets also bigger, like taller. But I think that some of the Puma pros don't like it the way it is. And so I don't anticipate there'll be dramatic changes, not in 2024, maybe in 2025. But that, that is just a guess, because I didn't hear anything one way or the other on the Nitro Elite 2. Um, Tony, what's going on, Tony? I got to see Tony a bunch of times this weekend. Um, Tony says, Ben Johnson has me hyped for the Alpha Fly 3. Ben really likes it. Um, he said good things about it. Meg raced in it. I didn't ask her specifically about the shoe. I did get a chance to talk to her a little bit after the race. Um, but she liked it enough after she did a test run, I guess, to run in it, to race in it. So she raced in it as well. I saw a bunch of Alpha Fly 3s. Um, this weekend at the race. Mm. Shannon's here. What's going on? Shannon says, Hey, CoFam, it's been a while. So many activities. There were a lot of activities. I'm still really quite tired about it all. <laughs> uh, Ron Tommy says, The New Balance Pacer 2 looks the most interesting. That's another shoe that is kind of like twisting my understanding of a shoe like a shoe's place in a lineup on its head because i always thought that the pacer was going to be their basically their modern race flat but it does not look like a race flat anymore and i have a hard time believing that like for example i feel like the pacer was the way it was because of maybe because of el prairie too but like i also mainly because of emily sisson but i can't imagine that emily sisson would like the new pacer I don't know. I mean, I'd love to ask her about it, but, um, but yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where that shoe goes. And maybe that would have been the nice part of if I had, I gotten a meeting with new balance for them to explain their, th their reasoning on that. But I'm sure I'll have a chance to ask them questions once the shoe kind of comes out. I'm assuming that they'll send it to me. Um, CV 76 says Hoka looks interesting. Yeah. This year they actually let us see a lot of the stuff. Uh, or talk about it. Last year, they showed us a lot of stuff, but most of it was under embargo. This year, which is what I, you know, what I really liked about this year that Hoka did, and I don't know if it was on purpose or not, but what I really liked about, and sorry, guys, the reason why this laptop is in the shot today is because I want to use it to catch my voice since I'm using the laptop mic. But um, what I really appreciated that Hoka did this year, anything that was under embargo, they only showed us pictures on someone's phone of it. Um, and maybe that's cause we're media. Maybe they had actual units in, in there somewhere to show the retailers. And I did see a pair of, um, some of the embargo shoes on feet. Um, some people were wearing them at that. There was like a Hoka welcome reception, like a, a happy hour. So there was at least one pair was in town. Um, but, um, so everything that was under, under embargo was just digital images so that's nice that makes it easy for me to remember anything that they showed me i can show you 
anything that I couldn't, they just showed me on a phone. So, but yeah, um, fascinating that it looks like um, that the mock is going to get a rubber outsole. I'm just like, I think you finally had gotten people to accept that it's not going to have a rubber outsole, like the rubberized EVA instead. And they put rubber on it. So, all right. Eric says, I didn't see any ASICs videos for the trail stuff. Too bad. Any news on that front for trail? Um, I didn't have an appointment at ASICs either. And I think that's because I kind of know everything that's coming along. Um, I did uh, jump in on uh, Drew and Ashley. They had an appointment with ASICs. And basically my game plan for TRE was uh, anytime I had a minute and I needed to like just rest or uh, regroup, um, I would just go to the ASICs booth because they had so many chairs. Uh, there's not a lot of seats at the, the, on the showroom floor there. So I would just keep going back to ASICs. I was probably there like half the day. Not half the day, but I was there a lot, many times a day. The chairs were very comfortable. I don't know what's happening today, guys. All sorts of technical difficulties. Um, but uh, I did sit in for Drew and Ashley's meeting. Um, and we saw some stuff. I don't know what we're allowed to talk about or not. But um, yeah, I don't know what it is. But like, I've never gotten a lot of heads up at TRE from ASICs on their trail stuff. I'll get it other ways, but not the trail stuff. I don't know if it's just not their focus there or maybe it's the, the sales timeline where they've already done those presentations for everyone. So like the, you know, because a lot of the stuff that you're seeing at that are, that gets exhibited at TRE is stuff for like nine months from now. And so like, you know, cause if it's stuff that's, I mean, sometimes it's like, then this comes out next month, but a lot of stuff for the retailers, they've already had to put in their orders for that a long time ago, you know? Uh, Vidif Vidifi1230 says, Kofuzi, what running shoes would you wear for a backyard ultra? You have to tell me what the terrain is and how long it's going to be. Mm. Sean says, I agree with Stevie. A little nervous, but excited for the Mach 6. Hope they didn't ruin it and hopefully they fixed the Mach X2. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's gonna, I'm very curious as to what those are gonna feel like. Um, the new design language is very cur curvy. I don't know that I love it. It's interesting and um, it's unified. So it's like they have a really nice, just a common theme across all the shoes, which I think works really well. Um, I think I'm actually excited. I was not excited about Tecton X2, but Tecton X3 I'm very excited about. Um, in the Mach 6, yeah, mostly it's for the Mach 6, it's kind of like how I approach Star Wars movies. I'm just like, just I love it already so much, just don't mess up the new ones, you know. That's kind of where I'm with the Mach 6, just don't mess it up. Um, and the Mach X2, I just don't think that they're plan my hopes for a Mach X2 are not the same as their plans for a Mach X2, and so as I approach that shoe. Mentally, I have to put aside what I think a Mach X2 should be and try to just take the shoe for whatever it is that it is and whether that's good or bad, you know. 
Um, Steve Blackadar says, how were the MKBHD shoes? They were super comfy. They were nice. Um, the toe box is a little tighter than I want it to be, you know? So, um, but I find that with all casual basketball shoes is that the toe box is always super tight and just never like it. So I think that's what it is. Um, Philip or Phil Ortman says, I feel like we're at about at the time where the next evolution of plates is close. Question is what comes next and who is first? Um, I don't, I don't know that there's something more that's coming out of plates per se. Um, I think that like we're at the mercy of material scientists, not, not the mercy. We're at the mercy of whatever they can kind of discover or concoct. And I think that it's what we're seeing is something that I see, not I see, but something, a phenomenon that repeats itself frequently in in nature and in commerce is more of a punctuated equilibrium and so you know something new came out piba foams with in conjunction with carbon fiber plates both things had existed separately and i could put them together in a, in a compelling way and all of a sudden we've seen a proliferation of things um and so that seems to be tapering off and i feel like we're reaching a level of market maturity where everyone has an excellent product and the question is no longer like which ones are better than others or which ones are good and which ones aren't. It's tell me what your running style is. And I, there's, a, there's one that really works well for you. Whereas previously, maybe four years ago, there's, well, there's this one. And hopefully it works out for you because it's great. Because all the other ones, if it doesn't work out for you, the other alternatives are crap. So I feel like we've gotten past that initial phase and we've gotten to a phase where like, Oh well, you need something with a little bit more width in the in the forefoot. Then there's something like the Endorphin Elite. You want something that's a, a lot more squishy. Then you've got stuff like the SC Elite. Um, and so like there's lots of different preferences. Whether you like kind of like the sensation of the Light Strike Pro or you like the sensation of FF Turbo. There's just a lot of different preferences that line up with the way that that people that can can line up with the way people run. And I always thought that the next evolution would be in uh, thickness and in weight. And so I think we're already starting to see that now that we've reached kind of like diminishing returns on how much PIBA can you put in or how much of a super foam can you put into a shoe, reaching diminishing returns because even absent the rules, like there's shoes like the Primax and the Super Blast that are as tall as they want to be. Um, and they're, they're not hitting 60 millimeters. They're not hitting 70 millimeters. There's a level of diminishing returns. I think that the next level will be like, well, how do you get like Primex 2 type of performance in a lightweight package? Um, how do you get that same amount of excitement from, um, let's say, a Metaspeed Sky Plus, but give it to us in the profile of a hyperspeed, right? And so like, I think that is the next frontier. And Evo 1, I think starts along that line where it's super lightweight. It's not 50 millimeters tall, um, but it's lightweight and it does a lot with relatively little or not as much as the other ones in terms of foam. And so I think that's kind of like the next race. And I think like similar things happen with like computers, similar things happen in phones when we went from like 
Nokia's to iPhones, you know, um, and like iPhone camera, like and like mobile phone cameras. So like we're seeing that like market maturation or product category maturation, and it'll kind of like be like that for a while until the next disruptive thing that comes through, you know. But I think I don't think it's going to be industry changing, but I think the next level of gains will be weight. Johnny Dodgen says, did you get to pet the sloth? I didn't get to pet the sloth. I wasn't super into that. I don't know. I just didn't feel like that didn't feel like it was a fun event for the sloth. So I was just like, ah, I'll, I'll, I'll let that sloth be alone. Uh, I did have an appointment at the spy belt booth, which is where it was, but everyone was so obsessed with the sloth that I just kind of waited. You know, a lot of these times I don't know the people that I'm meeting with. And so you just get there and you hope that someone recognizes you at some point. Uh, and you have name tags on so like people know that like you know michael co is supposed to be coming at 2 30 or whatever but i just kind of like stood there and watched people pet the sloth for a while and then like i just left but i guess you know i really didn't need a long meeting at spy belt spy belts or spy belts i was hoping maybe there's something new to talk about but it's a lot of the same it's a good product but not not a lot's changed Daniel Burton says, do you stretch before you run? Um, I don't really stre stretch in that sense. I do like ex leg exercises. My pre-mobility routine, which we've been kind of talking about all episode today, um, to lay it out, it's body weight, 10 squats, 10 single leg lunges each side, 10 lateral lunges each side, and then 10 single leg deadlifts. And then I go run. Stone Cold, who I got to meet over the weekend, says, CIM, oh, look at this picture, too. Do you see that? That's us. What? Where is that from, though? Because I, I don't think I, was I wearing that shirt this week? What was I wearing? Where is this from? Uh, anyway, Stone Cold says, uh, CIM, 327, an ugly one, but more lessons learned. Thanks again for an awesome shakeout. Well, it was good to see you. All right, I'm way, I think I'm way behind you guys in the chat. Let me see. Um, Joe Carter wants to know, hey, fam or co, when does 2024 CIM registration open? Best place to stay in Sacramento? I don't know when it opens. Um, it's not It's not like world majors where it's like the day after register or like the lottery registration opens really soon. It'll probably be sometime early 2024. Frank Lahuler says, there's no Moore's Law for shoe foam, though. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily a thing about Moore's Law. I just think that, like, punctuated equilibriums are just the way that the universe tends to work. Well, at least that's the way that evolution tends to work on, on planet Earth. Um, but um, I think, take phones, for example. The thing that's not limiting us, I mean, like, everything has kind of converged on the shape of an iPhone in terms of phones. Uh, and so like kind of like a best practice has emerged. And I don't think that we're gonna see any like major disruptions, like foldables are cool. I'm not super into it, but I can see why other people are. I don't really think we're gonna see major like 
huge jumps, like brand creation jumps, like that, like Apple experienced. Like, I don't, I don't think we're going to see that until like there's something new innovation in battery technology. Battery technology is like the, is where I feel like a lot of future tech is uh, important. I haven't cared about spec updates to a phone chip in about eight years, you know? So it's not, it's not the Moore's law about like chips and stuff. So, yeah. Mm. Dr. Josh says the plate market is saturated. Nike has the most initial patents, I believe. And there are only so many more ways to make a plated shoe that is advantageous unless something new tech comes out. Yeah, I mean, what's interesting to me is that we haven't seen anyone else making a sort of air type of pocket or some other sort of like cushion, like cushion and like compression decompression device um, to kind of copy like the Zoom Air pocket. Now, again, like, you know, people don't really talk about patents all that much. Um, and I was thinking about this on my run today is that I don't know if it's just that like the technology is moving quick enough that they're not bothering to get the patents or that or rather they'd rather get the technology on people's feet right away rather than wait to go through the patenting process before they start, you know, engaging in public use to use a term of art. Um, so I don't know what it is, um, or if it's, I don't know. So there's, I know that there are some patents in there, but people rarely seem to be talking about them. And so I don't think that's, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm under, underestimating it, but it doesn't seem to me to be as big of a, a roadblock to innovation as it might otherwise seem to be, but I don't know. Um, but yeah. But I agree overall that there are only so many ways to make a carbon plated shoe. Uh, I think, but what we're seeing more is that like people aren't just using PBACs or PIBA. I mean, before it was like either using PIBA or beaded PIBA or you're not. Now there are many kinds of super foams um, that are interesting. There's super critical PIBA. There's like the non-compression molded um, Light Strike Pro foam, which is Light Strike Pro is also not a PIBA. So like there's techniques and then there's materials. And so there's a lot of stuff that people are tinkering with. And I think these are gonna be, um, I don't know. I think there could be a disruptive foam kind of like discovery, but I don't think it'll be like, oh, and it gives us so much more compression, decompression that's advantageous. I think it'll be like, and it gives us a great racing experience that's either highly durable, which I find that'll probably not be it, but much lighter, which is the direction that the Evo one is going. That's kind of my, my prediction. Not based on anything that anyone has told me, but I don't know. All right, let me scroll down a little bit more and then we'll get to the box real quick. Um, Calvin said that the patents are why the beaded foams took so long to make it to market. Thanks Adidas. But I don't think that, I don't think Adidas held the patents to the beaded foams. I thought that was 3M. So, I mean, we should thank 3M. I think that, so I think there's two things. I mean, I guess to be nitpicky, here's my understanding. 
I think three ammo holds the patents to boost, but I think that um, Adidas paid a lot to be the exclusive client of those beaded foams. So like there's contractual exclusivity and then there's like patent exclusivity, two different things, I guess. I could be wrong on that though. That's just my understanding. Um, all right. Nick Fram says, have you heard anything about the New Balance Rebel B4s? I saw them. I didn't pick it up. I didn't really look at it. I didn't have a meeting with New Balance. So I, they, I haven't heard anything. Uh, Thales Carafiello says, do I run with a cough or should I rest? Two weeks out from a race as well. Um, I would say like, um, depends on how bad the cough is and what the nature of the cough is. Like, what is it from? Um, because I would say like towards the end of a cold, um, I feel like it's fine to do that in the beginning of a cold. I took three days off last week or two weeks ago because I had a cold. So like, um, and that's longer than I take off from after a marathon. It's just to give you an idea. So like if most people will take, are taking a week or two after a marathon of no running, like that's probably what most people should take off if you have a cold until so you're, I mean, cause it's like, uh, at that point, is it just vanity miles, right? Like, are you getting out of anything out of it? If your body is really struggling just to fight off a cold. So are you prolonging the cold? Are you, um, even getting anything out of the miles? You're probably not going to get anything out from a workout if you're just hacking your way through it. At some point you'll have to have one that's kind of like, oh, I'm still, I guess I'm lingering symptoms, but, um, but there's that too. Uh, and I would say two weeks out, I'd rather be, it depends again, it depends on if it's a 5k, there's still plenty of time to work. If it's a marathon, I might just try and be 100% better rather than have seven or eight more miles under my belt. All right. Um, all right, let's go to the box. I got about, and this is a bunch of, I have, I got a bunch of stuff while I was gone, but this is, I also had a bunch of stuff that came over in like the week we were gone for Thanksgiving. So we've got a lot of packages to get through. We're gonna try to get through them all before like the holiday break too. So we might have to double up some of these days, but there's a package from CLA. I don't know what's in here, but so far it's very interesting. First thing we got is it's CLA. So of course they're gonna put in a hat but look at this, it's a fuzzy hat. It's like a, like a toilet bath mat hat. And I really love this. Uh, it kind of hit fits my head a little bit boxy, but um, I don't know. It's like, you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of the, um, the dog wash car from Dumb and Dumber. This is fantastic. It's also very warm. I like this. Kevin says the toilet bat math, you know, like the, um, the thing that looks like a catcher's, uh, chest guard, the thing that you put in front of the toilet and then there's a matching bath mat, the, like those kinds of things, like a big towel that you stand on, you know? Um, yeah, basically it's just like a big chunky fleece. 
That's nice. And then we've got um, a hat that, what is going on with this one? Oh, okay. I was like, this just looks like a regular hat, but it's not just a regular hat. Um, it is kind of like lined on the inside. Can you see that? And then it's got, it's, um, doesn't have an adjust, it has, I don't know. It doesn't have like an adjustable thing. It doesn't have a hole in the back like a normal hat would. It's kind of like a fitted cap almost. And then it has ear covers. This hat is also a little, fits me a little bit big up top, but I kind of really like this. And it also reminds me of the helmets that they wore when they were um, on Endor, the moon, you know, when they rode the, um, the floating bikes, you know? So I like this one. That's good. Cause I like to run in a cap, but sometimes the ears get cold. I could see myself wearing this a lot, not running as well. And I think they just put two of them in here. I don't know how these. I don't think these are different. I think they just sent me two. Oh, maybe it's a different size. Oh yeah, so they are kind of fitted. This one is a sixty millimeter, and this one is fifty-six point five centimeter. Sorry, centimeters and millimeters. So they come in different sizes. This smaller one, oh, this is like a women's size. I think I'm, maybe I'll give this to my daughter. This one's tight, doesn't fit. All right. Frank says, it's imperious, the, the color, wait, is that what the colorway is called? Imperial Forest Trooper? <laughs> All right, we got some clothes in here. This looks really nice. Oh boy, this is exciting. A short sleeve jacket. Is this a shacket? Um, but it does have Polar Tech. Polar Tech Alpha insulation. It says CLA Athletics on the inside of the collar. Snaps. Goes all the way down. <laughs> I don't know why, but this feels very weird, but also very awesome at the same time. Yeah, Mark Peterson, is this a camo? It's kind of camo. It looks like a, kind of like a palm tree, maybe. Pockets are a little high, but I kind of like that. It's got a black stripe down the back. This is nice. I like this. It's very confusing. Like, why would you need a shirt this warm? But I, it, it gets cold up here. I mean, they're Canadian, so they know how to deal with cold weather. I feel like if they think this is important, then I'm gonna work on, I, I'm gonna figure out a way to work into rotation. These even has side snaps here too. So if you need more ventilation on the sides, got some side snaps. Uh, along like the lower hem. That's fun. I like this. 
Andrew Scott says, I'm getting Bill Belichick vibes from that. Yeah, exactly. Except it's not a sweatshirt. It's not like a hoodie or a crew neck sweater. It's a jacket. It's nice. And then we got a CLA shirt. Ooh, a long sleeve. This is, ooh, look at this. Um, got little thumb holes in here. And what are these? It's, I don't think, do these come off? I don't know if they're snaps or what. No, they're sewn in, but there's kind of like a long slit down the side. I think it's gonna be very comfortable. This might be a good like fast running, if you need to run fast, but also kind of want a long sleeve, I mean, this will be nice. I like the design. Do you see that? It's kind of hard to see with the black. Yeah, there we go. Boom. And then one last thing. Nice. I didn't know they made pants. I, by the way, um, I love this little C logo. It does look a lot like it's trying to say that it's copyrighted, but ooh. And it's like a little rubber, like, it's not just like a screen print. It's like a little rubber thing that's like heat pressed onto this thing. I don't, heat press isn't the right word, but. Full length tight, little reflective strip at the bottom. No zip, but it's got a nice hem, so that's nice. And, um, ooh, got one pocket on the side, one pocket on the other side. So two lower hip pockets. I was running in the Janji ones today, and those pockets, it's like almost like right up on the waist belt where you get into the pocket. So if you have a longer jacket or a shirt, you got to pick it up and then get in there. This one's lower, so it's going to be below your shirt hemline. pretty deep pocket wide too definitely fit a phone in there so nice this is going to get a lot of use Ooh. all right and that's it that's what's in the box today hmm Kristen G says I just tried to find that green fleece hat at CLA but they have way too many hats to sort through yeah um, let's see if I can find a name on this. It is called the um, GOC, no, the GO cap, the GO cap, Sherpa Ultra Iconic. This is what it's called. Yeah, here. Maybe this will help. GO cap Sherpa Ultra Iconic. This might be my new favorite hat. I don't know that I'll actually run in this one, but I'm definitely going to wear this around all winter long. And Sean says, click on winter headwear. Alf Dickinson just wants me to say Nokia. I don't think in Europe you guys say Nokia, right? Like Nokia, like Nokia, Nokia. I don't know. That's probably the correct way to say it, but we call it Nokia over here. Can you fit a Nokia brick in the back pocket? <laughs> you could fit a Nokia phone in the CLA tights. Um, I wonder if they're going to make a half tight. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. Mm. 
Sean Devlin said there's a white one of these. That's really nice. Ooh. I don't know. I think that, like, the white on this fleece would get kind of dingy quick, maybe. That would be my concern. This, I feel like it's going to be this color for a long time. <laughs> if you sweat in this hat, it's going to be wet for a week. <laughs> Probably. Probably. You're going to have to, you have to, um, I don't know. It's kind of just, it kind of feels like I'm petting a dog. It's just very soft, like I'm petting a puppy. Um, all right. Alf Dickens is, I'm going to have to get 40 to say Nokia in half an hour. You have to then, you have to clip that then. Make a super cut. Nokia, 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 Nokia. Have a go back and forth. Uh, running for my best life says favorite hat color black or gray I like dark gray I'm like Lego Batman mm. alright guys I think that's going to be a good place to leave it for today I apologize about all the audio difficulties I will have that sorted by tomorrow uh, when we'll have another live stream hopefully I'll have the TRE video done by tomorrow I'm really going to work on it but I don't know I'm back in like you know I'm back at home. I'm in family mode. My daughter's last uh, basketball game. Well, she's a cheerleader. The basket game of the season is is, uh, is today. So I'm going to be at the school watching that. Um, but in between now and then, when I'm not at the school, I'm going to be editing that Terry video, trying to get that out as soon as I can. I'm on, uh, I've gotten past Monday, which was easy. And then I'm through most, some of Tuesday. Then I got it to Wednesday and Thursday. So like the bulk of it's still to go. So we'll see how, I'll, I'll try to get there. I'll try to get there. All right. But either way, I'll see you guys again tomorrow. We'll have something else to unbox. Be, uh, we could do some shoes. I'll let you guys pick. I'll let you guys pick. So that'll be fun. All right. Until I see you then. Until I see you then. Until I see you again. Be safe out there, everybody. Thanks.